0: 1 and beginning at verse 6. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Our gospel reading taken from John's Gospel, chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. Do stand. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought to you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in, the, in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I've revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world, They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you, for I have given them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours." All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And as we begin, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank and praise you so very much that we can meet together in your name uh, this morning. Thank you that uh, you give us your word, that you show us uh, who you are and what you are like and what you've done for us. Uh, Please, Lord, as we come to your word now, would you open our ears, would you open our minds, would you open our hearts? And would you be moulding us Uh, to be the people you want us to be, uh, more and more in the likeness of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Why do you stand there looking into the sky? Jesus' disciples are standing there, staring intently, their eyes fixed, they're staring up in wonder. You can imagine that the last month and a half for the disciples has been pretty extraordinary. Now we all have months where we don't know what's around the corner, Uh, we don't know what's going to happen next. But I don't think any compare uh, to that that the disciples had experienced. Jesus had been betrayed, he'd been arrested, he'd been put on trial, he'd been beaten, mocked, crucified. He died. He'd been buried. Dark days for the disciples. Very dark days. But suddenly the bright light of the resurrection shines through, and Jesus appears to his disciples on a number of occasions. And 40 days after his resurrection, he's with his disciples, and they watch him as he's taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hides him from their sight. I certainly remember the moment I was dropped off aged 19 at university the first time and watching as my mum drove away, staring down the road, watching the car go until it was out of sight. I was excited for what was in store, but I was pretty downcast to having just said goodbye. It's a strange mix of feelings and I imagine the disciples are potentially feeling something similar. They're excited for what's going to happen next. But they're pretty pensive as they realize that Jesus is gone. And so you can't blame them for just standing there staring. Suddenly two men dressed in bright clothes, we're told, stand beside them. And in verse 11, ask, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus has been taken into heaven will come back the same way you've seen him go into heaven. The sky wasn't the direction the disciples were to be looking in. They weren't to be looking up. But they were to be looking forward to Christ's return and looking outward to the ends of the earth. Looking forward to Christ's return and outward to the ends of the earth. And this passage gives... Followers of Christ, a wonderful and certain hope that Christ will one day return. This same Jesus who had been taken away from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Now, there are some who find the ascension a difficult thing to get their heads around. After all, we live in a scientific age. We, we, we know that heaven isn't just up there. But that doesn't mean that Jesus can't have been taken up and hidden by a cloud. What the disciples witness at this moment is Jesus physically departing from the earth. Luke, who writes at uh, Acts, is, is very matter of fact about it. He, it doesn't seem like he's telling a story, it doesn't seem like he's using a great metaphor. And it's impo- important that we know how Jesus departed, that he departed physically and in a cloud because this is how Jesus will return. And we can be confident of his return. It will be seen. People will see it. And it will be physical. We can be excited by his return. Now, often, I suspect, many of us aren't actually that excited by the thought that Jesus is coming back. I was pondering this this week and wondering why that's the case. I wonder if it's actually because we're quite comfortable here. We're quite happy with our lives. Yet we only have to turn to the description of the new heaven and the new earth. What Christ will usher in when he returns. To realise any notion of comfort that we think we have now is blown out of the water. Jesus' return will bring the justice we so desire. It will bring true and lasting peace. It will bring newness. But what about that time between Jesus leaving and departing and his coming back? Are we sitting in a great big waiting room that looks quite like the F? Are we supposed to be sitting around twiddling our thumbs, waiting for Jesus to return? Jesus tells his disciples to look outward to the ends of the earth, not to be sitting around twiddling their thumbs, but to be looking outwards to the ends of the earth. Verse eight, Jesus tells his disciples, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And this is part of Jesus' reply to the disciples' first question back in verse 6. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They've understood the kingdom of God to be a political thing, to be a nation, to be a here and now. A return to the glory days, to the good old days. Well, Jesus responds kindly but firmly it's not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority the details of where and when are known only to god the father and the kingdom of god is not a physical place it's spiritual faith in jesus is the way in and the holy spirit establishes god's rule in the hearts of men and women It reaches far beyond one nation. In fact, it reaches to all nations. That's the promise. The disciples were not to establish God's kingdom, but they were to be witnesses to it. They were to be witnesses. Jesus continues, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on earth. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The disciples were to be spirit-empowered witnesses of the kingdom. How were they to do that? Well, they were to be Christ's witnesses. They were to be witnesses of Jesus. And they were to be doing that, looking outwards to the ends of the earth. So they were to proclaim what they'd seen and heard. They were to announce Jesus' death and resurrection. Brought forgiveness of sins and life. They were to preach repentance and faith. They were to demonstrate changed lives, demonstrate transformed priorities. They were to lay down their lives for their Lord. They were to look outwards to the ends of the earth. Now, by themselves, this is an utterly impossible task, but not with the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you read through the book of Acts, it's so exciting to see The gospel going out from Jerusalem into Judea and Samaria and reaching the world beyond. The book of Acts begins an incredible chapter in world history, the global advance of the gospel. And that advance to the ends of the earth continues to this day. I know of a 14-year-old boy in a village in Oxfordshire who became a Christian just a month ago. I know of a number of people who became Christians over in the North Cotswolds during the Passion for Life mission just before Easter. I know of 132 people in one church in Beijing who were baptised on Easter Sunday morning. I heard of a university lecturer in Serbia two weeks ago who gave his life to Christ. These are snapshots, these are just glimpses of the global advance of the gospel. What about us? As Christians today. We continue to look outwards to the ends of the earth. We are those who've trusted the gospel handed down from these very first witnesses and we continue to be witnesses of Christ to the ends of the earth. We continue to proclaim what they saw and heard. We announce Jesus's death and resurrection. We preach repentance and faith. We demonstrate by our lives transformation But what does it look like for us this week? How do we begin to think as witnesses of Christ to the ends of the earth? Well, I'm, I'm really struck um, by the description of the disciples and the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus and with Jesus' brothers. As they meet together after Jesus has ascended. In verse 14 it says, they all join together constantly in prayer. If you like, they were very busy in prayer. They were busy in prayer. Now, we live the other side of Pentecost. They were praying and waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. The Spirit has come. If you're a Christian, the Spirit comes and dwells in your heart. But that doesn't mean we no longer need to be busy in prayer. So, a question for us this morning, are we a church that's busy in prayer? Are we individuals who are busy in prayer privately? The gospel going forth is God's work. It's according to His timing and it's by His power. So, for us to partner with Him in it, we must begin on our knees. But are we looking outward in our prayers? Are we asking God to equip us by His Spirit to be witnesses in the places we'll be this week? Are you asking for opportunities to speak of Christ? Don't doubt how God might use you this week. We might not travel to the ends of the earth. We might have already done that and come back. But I tell you what, there are many unreached around us every day. Are we praying that God might open our eyes to those people, who they are, where they are? For others of us, God might be calling us to go to the ends of the earth. Are you willing to go? Are we looking outward in our prayers? Now we might feel discouraged sometimes by what's going on around us. But there's something much, much bigger going on than we often think. The gospel is going global. Praise God, his gospel is advancing around the world. Are we listening to the stories? Are we seeking them out? Are we praying for the church around the world? There are many seeking to be faithful in the harshest of circumstances. Are we praying for those that we as a church have commissioned to go out? Are we looking outward to the ends of the earth? Where are you looking this week? Are you looking forward to Jesus' return? Are you looking outward? To the ends of the earth. Let's pray. Jesus prayed for his disciples, saying, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. Heavenly Father, we do thank and praise you uh, that you call us to be your witnesses. Thank you that we have such uh, a great saviour to witness about. Thank you for his death. Thank you for his resurrection. Thank you for the forgiveness and life that he brings. Lord, open our eyes, I pray this week, to those around us. And to the world around us. Might we be seeking many opportunities. To speak of Christ. To demonstrate what he's done in our lives. And please Lord. Would you keep us as a church. And as individuals busy. In prayer. And Lord we long for the day. When Christ will return. And your kingdom is fully established. But until that day. Please keep us from twiddling our thumbs. But to be looking to the ends of to, to the ends of the earth, seeing your gospel changing lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.